and we're back with Dr. Witz, designers of You Fool. Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is farce. A savory stuffing, force meat, which I had to look up on its own because I've never heard that term before. A light dramatic composition marked by broadly satirical comedy and improbable plot. The broad humor characteristic of farce. An empty or patently ridiculous act, proceeding, or situation. And just so everybody else knows, force meat is finely chopped and highly seasoned meat or fish that is either served alone or as a stuffing, also called a farce. So, tell us again who you guys are because you don't sound the same and it'll be nice if we know who's who. Uh, Dr. Witz. I'm I'm Austin, one half of Dr. Witz. I'm Aaron, the other half of Dr. Witz. Can we just do a thing on force meat? That's that's that 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 needs to be a word someday. It apparently but, is a word, but yes, absolutely. Force meat is. Uh, maybe if I catch you guys out on pub, we can do some uh, on the fly separately. Force meat, and then compare and contrast later, and it can be a whole thing. Uh, yes, it, it, it will go down as well as the last time we were at Unpub and did a what the food with the people at the party game cast, and we just were sitting there for ten minutes going ah ah this is terrible oh. ah I don't know if that ever made it online though I thought you were going to say it went as well as last last Unpub when I signed your game so if I have to hey. leave with a game called Force Meet I'm going to be very mad <laughs> we're working. On a game for you that has a name and a year in it, because apparently that's that's what the market wants. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> that's true. So what does this mean to you? This uh, farce. So to me, farce is about the pace of the game. The farces I love, which typically are British uh, or yeah, Canadian, <laughs> start off slow. And you slowly see the chaos building. So it's a slow burn and suddenly everything comes together. But it doesn't come together. It's not No, that's too silly. It's it's people have been pushed to the extreme and yet they're still going with it. They're still trying to make it work. This this could be us talking about the play based on um, the Red Panda, where they're trying to keep a radio show going and everything falls apart. This could be us talking about a low, a low, where their secret plans to make things work. You know, they keep doing things that are more and more ridiculous, and even though it's utterly ridiculous at the end, they still keep going in it with all seriousness because they are fully committed. And and so it, it needs to be a game where as ridiculous as it has become, you have to go through with it. It's just, you never would normally do it, but you have to go through with it because it's what makes sense at this point, even though it's creating all this chaos around you. Well, Aaron, I'm really glad that you went in that direction because to me, farce is comedy. And the problem with that is trying to bring comedy into board gaming is that if you talk about farce, it's like comedy, but you're then slipping close to satire. And if you're slipping forced to satire you're slipping for you're getting close to parody and if you're getting close to parody uh, you, you're getting close to people 
people not you being not serious, but people taking you seriously. It's a whole jumbled mess. And it's usually whenever somebody tries to make a farcical game in its own right, it just ends up being like a joke game where you can't really where you play it once and then you're done with it because that's all there was to it. So I like this direction. <laughs> focus more focused more on the gameplay side of things than saying the game is about a farce or the game is to be farcical about something. Well, it, it is going to have a humor element to it because diplomacy when you get that one time because <laughs> that's such a fun that is such a funny game <laughs> that was not the how, game that i expected to let come let me out. tell you how funny that game is um <laughs> but I, I okay so I, I i i see where you're going with that where basically you need to have players get to a point where they say oh no i don't want to have to do this but i need to do this because this is still my best option as crazy and as silly as it sounds. As crazy as silly as it sounds. So a couple games come to mind that that kind of bounce off of that. On the one hand, you got the um, <laughs> you got on the one hand you got the grizzled, which is like you know everybody has has a hand and their hands are all terrible, but they all have to do something with it. There's a lot of that. Um, but that goes in the opposite direction because as ter- things get bad, people drop out where you want a game where people go in. Mm-hmm. And, um, another thing that comes to mind is something like, um, uh, you know, Colt Express or some other, I think it's like what, uh, like those action programming games where you've already committed to a bunch of things ahead of time. And like, because of all the craziness that's going on around you, you're just kind of like, eh. but then that also gets into a problem too. Cause sometimes you'll, you know, you'll, if it's an action programming game and you'll swing a punch and there's nobody standing next to you because three turns ago, somebody moved the carpet and the person in front of you just slid off to the side. So we're trying to find a medium between those two where there's crazy things happening. And as you continue to go forward, your actions still have weight no matter what. And in fact, they actually become even more weightier as you go through the game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you want to be stuck in the uh, chateau yeah. with the gato that's going to explode to, to take out the local Nazi leadership. And uh, it's in the wrong place, but it's going to explode and you have to get out. And you're still trying to take down the Nazi leadership, but... Now, the Nazi leadership are hanging out with you because that's your cover, and you're trying to get out because the gato is going to explode in the chateau. So you said, um, uh, "What's that name?" Uh, with the the game with the train, uh, Cold Express. Express. Yeah. So yeah. my thought for farce, as you were saying that, was just I was thinking of the um, just the extreme nature of that game being an upright game that's that's not really a toy but it's it's definitely different than anything else and just how it's slightly obnoxious in its presentation but i started to think of something that's very obnoxious in its presentation but it's a serious game deep deep down so i was i don't even know i didn't even have an idea but imagine that train just being just big and complicated and stupid but this this like deep you know deeply thematic and complex game built inside of it 
that was that was just my Im- immediate thought of farce as you as you <laughs> mentioned that game Snowpiercer, the board game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even like, uh, have you ever seen? Um, and I've never played it, but the Star Wars Queen's Gambit is like, yeah, multiple tiers of battle yeah. happening at once. But just imagine that, but even just more ridiculous. And I have a fond memory of being in a Walmart and seeing Queen's Gambit on the shelf and going, "Eh, maybe I'll pick this up later." <laughs> nah. eh. <laughs> 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 nope (laughs) yeah um but it's uh but yeah so it's like something where you know almost like i was to to pull from another genre almost battle royale style as you get go further on the game like the the play area keeps constricting so like you have you have to you still have to do your thing but now there's even less movement for you to do what you're doing and of course time is always running out um, mm, that could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's the thing. If if you focus on the mechanics, mm-hmm. it will get, create the humor in the game. I mean, I think that's the mm-hmm. challenge that Austin brought up. Vloggings who are trying to be funny, they spend too much time being funny versus letting the funny occur mm-hmm. due to the lack of choice, due right. to the fact that you've been forced to operate in a ridiculous situation and you're, you're doing the best you can to make it work. And that, that creates the humor versus, oh, mm-hmm. there's a chimpanzee flying an airplane that's going to go above the convention and drop lollipops to all the people who play test games. Yeah. If, if your humor is all in your flavor text, then it's not a funny game because yeah, after a while, no, one, no one's going to read that. And, so. and it won't it won't create the the joy you have when you experience a farce as an audience because the farce is about the setup and the journey in that setup. It's not necessarily the the actual conditions. It's how they got to those conditions. Mm-hmm. And just to loop back for a moment, as far as the obnoxious bit of Colt Express, I was very upset when I found out that the cacti and the trees that they give you don't do anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, and then these move by and you could throw someone into No. Yeah, that's the farce. No. That's what I'm talking about. More of that. <laughs> we want more of that. We want, um, what is that, uh, that game that's cryptozoic and it's the wizards at Mount Spell, Dual Fire, Spell Fire, whatever it is. Have you ever seen that? Or any of the Cryptozoic games? They come with these big cardboard stand-ups that are, I guess are just an extra sheet that they could have printed. They sit <laughs> along the side of the game and they do absolutely nothing. nothing. And that's, to me, that's the farce. <laughs> that's what I want to see. More of it. <laughs> A whole train that doesn't even do anything in the game. No, I, I still like the idea of Snowpiercer, the board game, where you're like, now you have to set up the train with the aquarium inside of it with the sharks, and you got to like just get that. It takes like five minutes to assemble it, and when you actually play, you can't actually move your piece through it because it's all overhead. It, it's just, it's a mess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some sort, of, some sort of action programming game where as you're going through, you have to kind of put things out ahead of time, but then some for some reason the play area keeps constricting on players and as and as that happens also more things get introduced. So it's not like your your deck is thinning. It's like your options are expanding and and the situations that come out of that. 
it, it should feel you. like watching a speeding boat having to make a left-hand turn. <laughs> and, and I say speeding boat. Uh-huh. I mean a Great Lakes iron ore freighter. <laughs> amazing and it's turning and it's turning and it's it's gonna crash and you're looking at it with one hand over one eye with the other hand other hand with peeking through because you're like this is not gonna work yes (laughs) yes that's that's what we want players to feel that would be great that could be fun that could be fun oh man all right so I'm stuck on this Snowpiercer game and, and just thinking about like when I, I was telling you guys separately or we may have been recording, I have no idea, but I was telling you how I jot down notes from each episode that I could come back to. I'm just going to write Snowpiercer just so when, have, when you, I, have, you, have you seen the movie? Have I seen it? No, but I've seen the trailers. Okay. So, so, so the, the reason why I bring that up is because you move from the back to the front of a very long train. Yes. And as you move through it, each new train car, there's a, just a wild section where each new train car is basically a different habitat and environment type thing. And there's one that is nothing but an aquarium that has like large, you know, that has like a, sh- that has like a shark running around in there. Cause why not? But you're on a train yeah. And you're, it's like going through one of those glass tunnels in an aquarium. And that's just one of the multiple train car environments. And it's like, yeah, I could see something super ridiculous <laughs> coming out of where you have all these different biomes. And it's like, oh, here's the apartment buildings. And oh, here's the nightclub. And oh, here's the aquarium. And oh, here's where they keep their cows. And <laughs> this is where all the chickens live. And <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm into it. I'm definitely into it. Okay. So, I want to uh, I want you guys to tell everyone where where they can get in touch with you. But I want you to tell everyone in case they didn't hear yesterday's episode exactly what Doctor Witz is because it's one of those things where I don't even know how to say it properly. Is the first thing looking at how it's spelled. But aside from that, I, I want everyone to know what you are, what you guys do. We really specialize in games that are based on information on very little downtime, a lot of time with with real-time situations or simultaneous decisions, and games that are strongly influenced by real-world events and academic models of economics and political science. And the name comes from, I'm Austin Smokowitz, he's Aaron Hunzewitz, together we are Dr. Witz. And our doctor was proudly awarded to us by our committee chairman, Paul Owen, when he assumed we already had a PhD in something when he first met us at Congress of Gamers, our very first Unpub. Oh, that's good. Is Paul going to be at Unpub? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's, he's co-designed with uh, Keith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. And, and even though I don't have an, a degree, I have an honorary degree by association. <laughs> <laughs> Paul is good enough for me. I, that's all I need to call myself doctor. <laughs> forget, forget the PhD in economics. There needs to be don't, a don't new, new like an acronym for it, like you're a doctor via Paul. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something we can all aspire to be. I think it's a university of <laughs> the University of Owen. Oh, so good. All right, cool. Well, tell everyone um, where they can get in touch with you and find you online. So you can reach us on Twitter at dr 
W-I-C-T-Z, or you can find our Facebook, doctor.wictz.com. Great. Okay. Well, thanks again, and we'll talk to you guys later. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.